0: Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Hi, everyone. This is Penny. Thanks for joining me for today's podcast. We're working through a series about building teams. This is something that's near and dear to my heart because it was one of the most effective fruitful things that I've done in over 40-some years of ministry. Having a team alongside me within the local church as Keith and I pastored there just made everything so much more effective, and everything that I set my hand to do was multiplied by having this wonderful team alongside me. The DNA that we were trying to share and impart within the church became so much more effective and well-communicated through this team. If we want to build for permanence, there should be a number around us that are walking in sync with the vision that God has put on our hearts. It's important. It's vital. It's incredibly, uh, it just brought me so much joy it not only was effective, but it was wonderful. And those women became some of my very dearest friends as we served together hand in hand with one heart and one mind. So we talked about unity in our last podcast that we did. Today I'm going to break down the acronym that I used to teach and to instruct. This was part of of the curriculum that we used as we began to learn how to walk together as a strong, united team. And that acronym is the word TREES. It comes from Isaiah 61, 1 through 4, which reads, "...the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord anointed me to bring good news to the humble. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim release to captives and freedom to prisoners." to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the cloak of praise instead of a disheartened spirit. So they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Then they will rebuild the ancient ruins, they will raise up the former devastations, and they will repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. So I took the word trees from the reference to oaks there. He talks about becoming oaks, us becoming oaks, oaks of righteousness, and then going on to rebuild ruins and raise up former devastations. In other words, we then go on, as we've received verses one through three, where our heart's been mended and, and we've been given beauty instead of ashes. As we've walked through all these things, then we learn to become really strong. We become a strong oak, a tree that then can do the same for others. So in my thinking of raising up teams within the church, that was the main objective, is to do what Second Timothy 2, two said to impart to others the things that had been imparted or entrusted to me. That was my heart. That was my goal in doing that. And as I said, it proved to be incredibly fruitful and a wonderful decision to make, to have a team around me that was part of everything that we were doing. So I'm going to start with the first letter on the acronym, and that is the letter T. And that stands for teachable. In this context, as far as working as a team and working together and learning together, I look at that word teachable as being open, vulnerable, humble, because when you're Learning as a team together, there are a lot of things that come into play that need to be brought to mind, need to be digested and, and received, and even challenged in our thinking. And in order for that to happen, vulnerability and humility have to be part of the equation. And let's face it, vulnerability can be hard. Think about society and our, cultural, our culture now. It, it's, many people shun the whole idea of opening their hearts up, opening up their lives, their struggles, their frailties, their difficulties. And as we were learning and growing as a team, we're going to cover this on the next letter. Part of that was really being honest about our struggles and the things that we needed help with. Let's face it, we all need help. We all need to grow. We all need to change. But when you're talking about vulnerability and asking people to be vulnerable, that really requires trust and an understanding of loyalty and equity. And so all the team members have to come to the realization that there is a responsibility on their part to really be trustworthy, to not readily share things that they know or that they learn in the midst of that team about other people, about their struggles, about their heartaches, about their weaknesses. They have to be treated with great reverence and respect. Those things in their lives have to be treated with great uh, value. They have to be just really looked at as precious in our hearts and not easily at all looked down upon or we can't have any kind of judging attitudes toward others when they open their hearts up. But we have to guard their hearts and guard their dignity and we have to respect them. So there's a great commitment that must come within a team to trustworthiness. Because if we're going to learn to be teachable, We have to learn to be vulnerable. We have to be willing to open our hearts and be real. To me, the best teams are teams where people really trust one another. They've learned that they can be real, that it's a safe place. And then we all come alongside one another to see Isaiah 61 happen in our lives, where we become healed, where we see our broken hearts amended, where we are become free from different things in our lives, where we receive a garland instead of ashes. As we work together as a team and really stand arm in arm and pray for one another and encourage one another and strengthen one another, we see these things happen. Then we go on also to just look for opportunities to come alongside others. And to be a help to them and a blessing to them and encouragement to them. So to me, we're talk, we're not talking about in the in the word teachable in this setting. We're not talking about, well, yeah, I was teachable. I just learned some new things from the Bible. I learned some new ideas, some new facts. No, we're talking about really coming to a place of understanding and wrestling with things in such a way. That when they affect our character, our personality, our personal issues, we're willing to learn. We're willing to be humble. We're willing to say, hmm, I think I need to change here. I think this is an area that needs adjusted in my life. I think I need to grow here. So, I can't tell you how many times in my own personal life that I've had to be taught things, that I missed it in regard to how I've seen a situation or how I responded or perhaps how I misspoke. I needed to be taught. I needed to open up my heart and be vulnerable. I'll share one funny story. It wasn't so funny then, but when Keith and I were just married a few years, we went to visit a couple who had been mentoring us and, um, we were going through some challenging moments in our marriage and we thought, well, we need some help. So when we got there, you know, after we were there overnight, the next day we went into the living room and sat down and and just kind of shared our parts of the struggle. I, it came to the part where it was my turn and I said, okay, well, let me just share some things that Keith is doing that really bother me. And I'm, I'm very frustrated with these things. And, I thought this is going to be great. They're going to hear me and they're going to really challenge Keith on these things and then that's that's going to make a major difference and I'm just going to feel so good about this. However, after I was finished talking, the wife of the couple looked straight in my eyes and said, "Penny, I th- as you were talking, I realized there's some things here that need to be adjusted in your life." I literally was astounded. I thought in my mind, what? You were supposed to correct Keith after this, not me. This is about him. Don't don't you see what I'm telling you? But somehow, God, through that conversation, wanted to put his finger on some things in my life. And she was very clear about those things. It was done in front of Keith. So obviously, that made it even more challenging and I remember thinking to myself, all right, I could get really upset right now. I could, I could be angry. I could feel humiliated. I could just close my heart off and say, oh, no, you don't. Or I could be vulnerable and have humility and say, okay, I'll listen. I'll learn. I'll learn from this woman who obviously had a lot to teach me and a lot that I needed to learn. So thankfully, that's what I chose. She ended up becoming a long-term mentor, mother-type person to I me. Mean, she helped me so much in my life and my ministry. That's just one of so many times where God allowed another person to speak into my life and challenge some things that I was doing or saying. Sometimes it's been Keith, sometimes it's been my kids that have said, "Hey mom, you need to reconsider this. You you need to rethink the way you're Your perspective is on this. And it, you know, when you're a parent, you kind of want to think you know a bit more. But I've had to learn to listen to my kids and to learn from them. I've learned a lot from them. So in order to grow together as a team, we have to have vulnerability and humility. There were times where I needed to speak to team members about maybe a particular attitude or a mindset. I, I didn't really enjoy that. And it wasn't extremely often. But because my team members had already made the commitment that they were going to be teachable, that they were going to be open and vulnerable, it had a positive outcome. We worked through it. We reasoned together. And we became stronger for it. They were also totally free to come to me about anything and everything. Our team was not a hierarchy. It was a team of women working together, striving to love and to serve well, and willing to be teachable in the process. Sometimes you'll have a situation where the leader of the team is younger than some of the members. That happened to me. I had several of the ladies that were older than I was as I was leading this team. They were very wise women. They had knowledge in the word. They were incredibly wise and understanding. But they chose to allow me to lead. And I counted that a great privilege in this situation. The other aspect of choosing to be open and humble and vulnerable was the decision that we made early on not to allow offenses in our midst. We committed upfront that we would resolve any conflict, any possible offense that would arise between us. And anytime you're working with any group of people, whether it's your family or church members or at work, there will be occasion to get offended at one another. But we had committed to a process of resolving any kind of schisms or disunity, It wasn't just within the team that we were working with, but as a church. We had developed processes and follow through in order to stay out of unresolved offense. Um, There's no room for unhealed offenses in a solid team or in a solid church for that matter or in a family or in any group of individuals that is trying to grow and work together. That's a big problem amongst families, amongst churches is the unwillingness to resolve offenses. Most people that leave churches don't leave because they feel they're led from God. They leave because they're offended over something. So we have to learn to really be mature and learn how to go to one another and process through in order that things are resolved and that we are able to have a right heart and to forgive and to move forward without any underlying disdain or anger in our midst whatsoever. So we realized that what we were doing is too important. It was too important to allow that stuff to linger between us. You can't love and serve others well as a team when there's disunity within that team. So by all means, whatever it takes, not just in your team, but in your church, in your family, in your relationships, learn how to resolve things. Learn how to go to one another. Learn how to not hold on to judgments or offenses with one another. It makes all the difference in your life, in your relationships, and in your family. So next time, we're going to pick up with the letter R, which stands for restored. Thank you so much for joining me. Love you all. Thanks for listening to the Flourish podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.